You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode 58 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a really cool episode in store for you today. But first, before we get into talking about who the guest is, let's talk about the sponsor of the week. This week, we are sponsored by none other than Sugar Shack Bakery in Wimberley, Texas. It's a tradition every year that for my birthday, we scrounge up a piece of my favorite kind of cake which is carrot cake, and man, the piece we got from Sugar Shack Bakery this year did not disappoint. (laughs) We split that bad boy for after dinner last night. We we could have split it with four people. It was a huge piece of of cake. It was legit. (laughs) I think I like carrot cake because, you know, since it's carrot, first of all, (laughs) it's healthy. healthy. (laughs) Yeah. I just love the, I love the cream cheese icing. I love the raisins in there. I love the nuts. I when when my sister was here, she got a piece of carrot cake from H E B and I was still in the middle of my cut and I did not have any, um, even though it was tempting, but I think this piece from the bakery was way better than the piece from H E B. H E B is a Texas specific grocery store. Yes, sorry about that. <laughs> I tell you what though, on that piece of carrot cake from the grocery store, they had the nutrition facts on oh. it. Thank God the one I ate <laughs> last night did not. Probably double that then. It was I think I want to say it was about 1200 calories in wow. that piece of cake from the grocery mm-hmm. store. Completely ridiculous. But yeah, my cuts over. All right. <laughs> so let them eat cake. Um all right, so let's talk about who we got on the podcast today. This is a really cool episode. We've known the guest on here for a long time. Um, he was one of the, he and his wife opened what was one of the very first CrossFit gyms in Houston, mm-hmm. Texas over 10 years ago, probably closer to 12 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, he's got a really interest, really interesting story. He has a diverse background in all kinds of fitness related things, as you'll find out in the, in the interview. And he's just kind of an inspiring guy you know if you follow him on social media it's just like this guy's killing it and uh i think you'll everybody will enjoy his story so uh any oh announcements we definitely have some announcements we need to talk about real quick uh registration for our 12-week workout programs is open at the moment that we're recording this this is for the group that starts on august 2nd registration closes this weekend. And the significant thing about this is this is going to be the last month that we release these programs as it is now. Mm-hmm. Release the body, the basics and the built program and then and and letting them come with one month of free nutrition. Right. So we're making some exciting changes starting in September, but this will be the last month to get in with the free month of nutrition to get into these programs. Yeah, it's a really good that opportunity. Are t- tried, true and tested. Yep. So if you're if you've been listening to this and every month you're like I'll do it next month I'll do it next mm-hmm. month this stop is, doing this that is it. <laughs> this is the this last is chance, chance as it is and, and uh, it, like Blakely said these programs are proven 
the results are ridiculous and you know, you get to be part of our little family. So Mm -hmm. if you've been on the fence, do it now. So anyway, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right. Carlos Ibarra is our guest this week. Carlos, where are you now? And why are you there? I'm in Crested Butte, Colorado. I am here because on Friday I'm attempting to run a cover a hundred miles on foot in the Colorado mountains. Yeah. For people who are watching the, the YouTube version of this right now, you can see that you're not in Houston at the moment. No, no. <laughs> a little bit different view. So, yeah. um, before I do want to talk about that, but before we get into that, there's, there's a lot of layers to your story and your past and kind of what led you to where you're, where you are now. So let me ask you this. If somebody, if you meet somebody new or somebody introduces you to somebody and they ask what you do for a living, what do you say? I tell them, I, I say to them that we own me, we, me and my wife, uh, own a gym, uh, and, and go from there. Basically I just tell them we own a gym. I don't tell them what kind of gym. I just say we'd have a gym. Like we own a gym. We're business yeah. owners and, and that goes to other, you know, other conversations about it. Is there any reason that you, you phrase it like that instead of just saying that you own CrossFit Houston? I, I honestly, we, we just, it's kind of, you know, it's a good question. You know, I never really thought about it. Is it, is it because that you think CrossFit is misunderstood or you're not really sure how deep you're going to get with this person? You know, you had it there. Depends. Do you really want to know? Do you really care to know what I do? That's, that's honestly, that crosses my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about that today, but it's also the CrossFit. Cause if you say CrossFit right away, you might lose somebody right away because of what they think it is or what they've seen it is. So that leads to the conversation. It, and they'll say something kind of negative and mm-hmm. we explain how we do it, how, how long we've been doing it. And we're this way and that's, Oh, okay. You know, and it changed, you know, it changes a little bit, but I understand where they're coming from when they say something to us. Yeah. You know, Cause they see. You mentioned, um, how long you've been doing it. Since 2006. That's, 2006. When you, that's when you started doing CrossFit. Yeah, that's when we started the official, you know, gym, you know, in the garage first. But uh, that's when we started in 2006. And that's it. That was definitely in the infancy of CrossFit, right? Yes. I, Barry, we didn't have any equipment. Put it that way. We didn't have anything. We, every, we didn't, all we had was a homemade slam ball and some dumbbells. That's all we had. And we had a... <laughs> We had, to sell it. we had to sell it that way to people because it was new for everybody. <laughs> how, does, how does one make a slam ball? Uh, you go to the thrift store, or not thrift store, I went to the dollar store, went in and buy a basketball, a cheap basketball, puncture a hole in it, and sit there scooping sand and watch it drip, 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 drip till you fill it up. To 20 I think pounds. that this is, we'll probably get into this later, but just what you just said right there is a reflection of how you ended up where you are right now. The <laughs> fact that you made a homemade slam ball that you and Lisa made, you yeah. got by with minimal equipment and put yeah. in the work to build a homemade yes. slam ball. I think that is a key to your and, success. And honestly, and I think, I mean, I think it was so hard to sell that idea. Somebody shows up to you and hey, I want to do CrossFit because they've already heard a little bit about it and you have to sell it to them and, you know, make them believe this is all you need to do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You don't need much. And, and, we learned a lot through those, those years. We did. We learned a lot. You know, and, and we made some mistakes along the way, of course, but we learned. You know, and yeah. Well, you mentioned that people will make assumptions when you tell them that you own a CrossFit gym and they'll have these preconceived notions of what it is and stuff like that. 
What do you think some of the, the biggest misconceptions out there are that you have to overcome being a gym owner and trying to get members? That it's too, a lot of people think it's too elite. The one that I've said is too elite, it's too crazy. You know, it's just, you're jumping all over the place. It's too elite. I can't do that. Cause that's what they've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, now they didn't see that back then. Cause there was nothing like it wasn't everywhere. Like it was back then. Now that's what they see. They saw it on TV and they think I have to be that way to do CrossFit, to get in shape, to get fit. And that's the hard part. You know, yeah. that's, that's like, oh, they, you know, they kind of roll their eyes, you know, like, no. And we have to do our thing to explain what yeah. it is for and, us. And there's really no way to do that other than through experience, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's talk- um, kind of the blessing and the curse of the growth of CrossFit and the televised sport of the CrossFit games is that it brings brand awareness, but also um, it kind of misrepresents maybe what goes on in the day-to-day of most CrossFit gyms. Hey, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That is the, honestly, we, we, we try to avoid, you know, if I can say that, we try to avoid that person who's looking for that. We really do. We want the person who had really, that really wants, you know, I want to try it, but I don't know if I can. That's the person we're looking for. Because, yeah. you know, once they, they come try the way we do it, and they're like, wow, when I went to so-and-so, they made me do this right away. And we're like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to do that at all. Now, if you're okay with that, you're welcome here. But if not, if you want to speed it up, it's not going to happen here. You know, if you want to, you have to stick with the fundamentals for a while and mm-hmm. kind of earn, you have to earn the movement. You know, I have to show us that you can do it. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. And honestly, a lot of people are thankful for that. They are. They are. They're like, thank you. That's, that's good. What you're talking about essentially is coaching. Like you actually give people coaching yes. from the fundamentals up yes. until the more advanced things. And yes, that's the fun. That's the foundation of whether you have an online business like us that's yep. training people or you have an in-person gym where you're watching people work out. It comes down to coaching. There's, there's yeah. no substitute for it. Yeah. And, 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 like, and honestly, I'm, I like to say we're probably one of the only gyms in Houston that still only has two coaches and are the owners, you know, it's a blessing and it's, you know, and it has, this, you know, it's also negative to it cause we're, we're there, but we know all our members, you know, and it's important because you know, it's important. We know where they're at, what they should be doing. If we get somebody else, it just, I don't feel like they're going to give them what they need. Mm-hmm. But I have to be there. And that's just the way I'm just, even now when I'm here, I'm calling back home even um, lisa's running class is great but i'm still like who's who's there make sure they do this make sure they do that okay you know like i know you know like i know i just like it's still in me to do that and i I don't just i don't shut it down i'm like i'm still calling and find out what's going on i think that's one of the reasons that blakely and i connect with you and lisa so much is that even though blakely was the owner and coach Mm -hmm. at her crossfit gym when she owned it like you know we're a husband and wife team you're a husband and wife team i think we have a similar work ethic we're of similar age and experience and we kind of identify with um what it really takes to help people and not just like be in it for you know the the entrepreneurial money side of it like i think we've always had a strong connection to you guys because of that yep and 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 that's honestly that's still i tell you from from our very first client ever i've always been this way and i used to tell lisa too is like we can never just chase that, that meaning money. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not a good fit and it's not working, let's just, you know what, part our ways. Sometimes yeah. you have to fire your client. Like I said, you have to fire your client sometimes because we want, you know, we want people who really want to learn and get mm-hmm. better. Now, yeah. I mean, just come here for a quick workout and get out of here, you know? So that's, 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, just from a business perspective, like, <clears throat> I don't know the exact statistic, but most businesses, they fail. And yeah. um, you guys have been around for, you know, not, not only longer than most gyms, but you've survived a lot longer than a lot of businesses, period. Yes. So, um, you know, owning a CrossFit gym or any gym, I know CrossFit gym especially means early mornings. It means a lot of mopping. It means, yes. you know, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, yes. So there has to be a payoff or trade-off that's worth it for you to do that. So what, what is that for you? For you? Having the, the, uh, the community that we have, the people that we have, we know them. I mean, honestly, we don't have a lot of members, but we have the same members that have been there with us. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be around. And they stuck around. And they've been with us through this last year, how rough it was. They stuck with us. You know, they made it work and we made it work. I just, seeing, seeing them get what they want out of it. You know what I mean? Like going home and saying, you know, that was a good workout. Thanks. I, I surprised me when somebody tells you after a workout, thanks, Carlos. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thank you for coming. You know, I'm like that. I'm just like, wow, thank you. Wow. You know, they're thanking me. I mean, you did all the work. I just provided you the tools and direction. You did all the work. I yeah. always give them credit. I give the credit to them. I never, it's never been about, it's like, I give it to them. It's like you, you're showing up and you're putting the effort. That's all I ask. And you're yeah. doing it. I love that's that. It. man. I, I think that that's an honorable thing. And, um, yeah, we try to do the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think, yeah. you know, the rewards you get from watching somebody else do something positive for themselves is just like such a great motivator. I can completely identify with that. Oh yeah. It's, especially when they come in, you know, when they come in and they've really never worked out or had guidance and wow, I can do this, this, this little movement that to you mean you like nothing and to <laughs> them it's the whole world. And we're like, rock on. That's good. Just be consistent like you're doing. You're going to get better. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, you know, and I always tell them, I don't know everything either. When it, I can't do every movement. You know what? I work on it. I'm just like you. I'm, I'm working. I'm trying to get better, yeah. you know, and like they, they, and they see us. They see that we do, that we both try. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, any, anybody who follows you on social media can never question the amount of effort that you put in and, and your consistency. So um, let's talk about your training a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to train together in person yeah. several times when we lived in Houston and um, gotten to coach you a little bit through uh, our strength building program when you yeah. were focused on doing yes. strength. So um, let's PR, talk. I PR, I PR my deadlift. I was about to ask, like, let's talk about what are, what are your best, what are your best lifts? What are you most proud of when it comes to, um, and you're a humble guy, so I'm kind of asking you to brag, but what are you most proud of as far as accomplishments in the gym, in the gym for specifically? On, for, for me, for my, my physical, for me, I know it, and it's not much to lot, but for me it was a lot. Cause you know, when I hit that deadlift, cause I worked on it and I was consistent, you know, I'm consistent. I follow instructions, you know, I yes. followed you, gave me numbers. Okay. I'm going to stick to this. I'm good with that. I can do this. And I did it and I was like, really, I don't want to let you down. And I was like, I don't want to let myself down. And that did happen. I was like, all by myself. You saw it. There's no one in there. I was by myself. Yep. There was nobody hyping me up or anything. Yeah. And I'm, I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. Because I'm getting closer to my, you know what my goal is. And once I'm done with that, I'm done. I'm not going to chase that anymore. <laughs> I'm done. But I PR'd it either way. So Do you remember like, the number? It was four. Uh, I'm chasing 450, I told you. So it was 435 or 444. I, I think it was 440. 40, 40, yeah, because I need 10 more pounds. I wanted to be my brother. Yeah, I got my, yeah. I beat my little brother. Yeah, yes. And I, but I was consistent with that. And that's why I tell people, if you're consistent, don't, you know, don't jump around, don't do this and that. Stick to the plan when you're focused on that. That's, that is your plan. Stick with that. And it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll shine. 
you know, around here we use the we use the expression trust the process a lot. Yeah, exactly. Trust and then you know what's funny when someone at the gym goes, Carlos, how did you I go, I've been doing it for a little bit, all right. You think you think I've been doing this for a little while? <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. How did you know t- for this or whatever the guidance I gave them and they, it worked out for them? Yeah. Or or the way I scaled the workout for them and they finished it with everybody else. And they're like, Carlos, man, that was a good call. How did you how do you know? I was like, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been doing it a while. I know you guys, I know what you can do. You know? I think so, about a lot a lot of our um, our custom clients, like when we write their workout, we can, we know from having worked with them and our own experience, we're like, all right, do do this weight for this workout and here's yes. about the time domain that you should mm-hmm. expect. And they reply back like, how did you know that, that was perfect for me? It's like yeah, ex- <laughs> experience. Because <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm paying attention to, I'm really paying attention to what you've been doing. That's the way I tell them, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's I have a plan I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get with you after this, get this with this event. Cause I've been this in my head, in my head, I'm like, I like a challenge, you know that. And I never, this next kind of challenge I wanna do, I've never done. And I'm like, but I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna have, I'm going to ask Johnny for some guidance. I'm excited things. about that. And you're going to be surprised because you're, you're going to be surprised because you're like, Carlos, really? You? You're going to be surprised. <laughs> I already told Lisa. She's like, really? I'm like, she even doesn't believe me. I'm like, yeah, I just want to challenge. I just want to challenge. Even if it's, you know, whatever, you know, two months or whatever, but I want to be able to do it. So well, that's pretty cool. That sounds like something we can, uh, we can document oh, yeah. along the way. Too. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. Cause you know, now, now I'm 50. So I got to start, you know, now I'm like, let's not, I, Let's not skim over that last part. What did you, what did you just say? I said, I'm 50 now. You're just 50. 50, 50, five, zero. That's incredible. And, and I'm just trying to keep, I want to stay in the game. You know, I want to stay active. I want to stay moving and, and uh, you know, so it's not yeah. going to me to get better. So yeah, but I'm going to get back with you after, if everything goes, everything, even if it doesn't go well, I'm hoping it does. I mean, this is really, <laughs> this is really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it. I'm really nervous. And someone who says they hear a hundred miles, they're like, oh, it's just a hundred miles. It's not. Houston, sea, below sea level. I'm at altitude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I hate giving an excuse. It's not an excuse, but I'm just saying, I don't have any, tra- you know, you live there. There's no tra- for us to train for this, for mountains. There's no mountains in Houston. Yeah. Stairs. Stairs. <laughs> or put a rucksack on and go walk. So yeah. it's going to be exciting. I'm nervous, but I, think, a, I need it. There's a couple of hills if you know where to look for them. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And everybody's there. So I'm kind of, I know I'm nervous, but I kind of need, I, I, I want to do it. And I'm just going to how it goes. So you're kind of transitioning into what I want to talk about next anyway. So obviously tons of experience with doing and coaching CrossFit, but you have a lot of experience um, and a passion for endurance sports. Also, Mm -hmm. when was the first endurance race you did and why did you decide to do that? I don't know exactly when, but I know I was, I just started dating my wife at the time and I was already doing uh, adventure racing, you know, which is, uh, multiple sports at one time, paddling, mountain biking, trekking, rappelling. And a buddy of mine said to me, Hey, you want to go to Arkansas to do a hundred mile trail run? I'm like, I don't, I never even ran a marathon yet. I haven't ran a marathon yet. He's like, it's just like an adventure race. You know, we're going to be on our feet for a while. I'm like, sign me up, brother. So we signed up, went to Arkansas. Long story short, my pace was so slow. They cut me off a mile 60. So I didn't really quit. Technically I didn't pull out. They just said, hey, you're not going to make the cutoff of this event. 30 hours. And that hurts, man. They cut your wristband off, and you're, like, getting that ride down to the finish line. So, my, you know, my, at the time, Lisa was my girlfriend. She was waiting for me. She's like, they're all excited. I get there, like, no, let's just get out of here. I don't want to be here right now. And then I, but I got home. I got home. I said, I'm going to find the next one, and I'm going to train. Because I didn't train. 
I just, I'm mean, just do it. I can do it. I'm young. And I trained and I went and did a hundred miler in Huntsville, Texas. It's a 20 mile loop. I did it five times. I did it in sub 24 hours. And then I went back to Arkansas and I finished it under 24 hours. Booyah. So I was I'm happy not, with that. <laughs> I didn't know that story, but knowing you, I'm not surprised <laughs> to I was hear like, that I, you went back and did it. I was like, we're going back. I don't care. I'm going to do it again. I have to get that off my back. And I went and I finished it with the better. I mean, I was under, the goal is always sub 24, depending on the cutoff on the, the event. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Arkansas is still hilly and mountains and that's, and I finished it in 23 something hours. So I was pretty happy. So you mentioned that, um, you got into the, the, they're called what adventure races, adventure races, adventure, adventure races. races. So you did a couple of those. You did several marathons after race, that, marath- including the after Boston that, Marathon. The, oh, yeah, Boston twice. You, you've done the, um, Texas water safari, which is a 260 once. mile nonstop canoe, canoe race. Completed it once, did it recently, was not able to complete it. But the theme, the theme that's running through this thing is that you like to do hard, challenging, both mm-hmm. mentally and physical things. Why, mm-hmm. why do you like to do that? You know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm running away from the, I don't want to, I don't want to admit I'm getting old. I need, I'm just chasing. I need, I need that in, in me to make it feel I still have it. Like I still, I can still do this. At 50, I can still do this. You know what I mean? It's just for me. It's just like a, I need that. It's like a drug. I need it. Once I get it, like I got my butt kicked. That was hard. I'm good. I'm good to go. I can do, you know, I'm good. And then I'll never do this again. And what I do the next year, I'm finding something else to do. It's just the way it goes. I, I do. So if, if not feeling old is the motivation for it, like what makes <laughs> you feel old now? Cause if somebody looking at you wouldn't think that you're 50 and when they see what you do, they wouldn't think that you're 50. So what's making you feel old? I, I, I feel, no, I feel like if I stop moving, that's when I feel like I'm giving into it. I'm giving into it. Oh, I'm old. You hear people say all the time, I'm old, I'm old. Right? Nah, bro. I mean, get out there and see some people are doing things that are older than me. That motivates me. They're 72 years old and they're doing what I'm doing out here. That's like, oh, I'm going to be in this game for a while if I take care of myself. That's why yeah. I do the fitness part. You know, before I didn't do fitness, I was just doing endurance practice training. And then I got into CrossFit when I found out about it. And I was like, you know what? This is. It's good. And it, it helped me out a lot. And it still does. That's right. You know? I guess the, the overlap of training from mm-hmm. CrossFit carried over into the endurance for the endurance. It, it really helped. And I tell people, it re- for me, for me, I'll speak for me, it helped me. I, I did better in some events that other people just specifically trained for. And I did less of that training. And I did well. I did better. So yeah. I was like, man, this is, this works. Working out is good for you. No matter what kind of working out you're doing, it works if you work. And I just do that endurance stuff every day, every day. You know, and, and you know, you know me long enough that I, I go through those cycles when I'm, when I, Hey, I talk to you, Hey, I'm going to be shutting down for a while and I'm going to be doing this mm-hmm. and it, you know, and I do that because I have to. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really impressive is you kind of write your own programming when it comes to your endurance training too. I remember asking you one time, you said, I'm following the Carlos plan. Yeah. Just follow the Carlos plan. Just keep moving, just keep moving, do something, you know, be consistent and move every day. You know, I think you could, your, uh, your plan could be, cause I've heard you use this before is just like hashtag time on my feet, time on my feet. Cause really that's what it's going to be. And I tell you, this is the first year that I changed my training for these events. These events I used to run and you knew, you know, it was two years ago when I was training, I was sending you my time when I was running my long runs. I would send them to you. I would leave your gym to go run cause I was training for a hundred miler and I was doing pretty good times. I'm like, this is the first year that I trained jog walk. That's more realistic. You're not going to be running a six-minute mile, seven-minute mile up the mountain. I'm not. So it's power walk, the ups, and the downhills, you just let it rip, you know. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the first year I do that. 
I'm pretty sure you're probably on the, you're on a very short list of people in the world who have deadlifted over 400 pounds and run a hundred mile race in the same six weeks. Yeah. I don't, I, there's not, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a short list. I, I don't, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I wish I would, I, there was, if I knew more people that I'd be like, wow, that's cool. But I don't, you know, it's, it's either one or the other. Some people are like, no, I don't want to do that. Cause it's going to hurt me for this. But I'm like, no, it's gonna, I'm gonna hurt you, you know. But you know, teach their own. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're proof that a well-rounded training program that includes strength training, cardiovascular training, CrossFit style, short, yep. intense training, mm-hmm. throwing mm-hmm. a little bit of yeah. our favorite, the bodybuilding type stuff. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. makes yeah. you yeah. fit yeah. for life. Yes, exactly. And, and the, the day I PR, no, I, I PR that deadlift that day. Remember I said, I, I kind of, I did a day before because I was going to start my training for a hundred miles. Yep, and I was like, early. man, I was worried. I was like, yeah, I was like, let me just do it now. Cause I'm feeling, let me just do it now. And I did it. I was like, okay, good. Now I can just, now that's good. I'm just focused on my, on my run event and that's it. And that was, yeah. that was awesome. That was a good day. I was that was a good, was that was a good day for me too. I was, I think I was in my truck when you, yeah, uh, when you yeah, texted me the video, I had to pull over. Yeah. Was, so, uh, so happy. we talked about happy. why you, why you do these hard challenging things. I've heard it said that when you do one of these 100 mile ultra marathons that you kind of feel like you've lived multiple lifetimes during that race like you've gone through a whole different series of emotions. You you've, do. you've had all these different physical feelings. <laughs> tell tell us kind of what that's like. Yeah. Is that true? It it's very true. I mean cuz you start, you know, like there, I wish it's not like a regular marathon. There's not a lot of people on the course. There's not a hoopla. There's nobody. It's nothing. You just you go and you hit the mountains and you're out in the trail. Everybody's spread out. You get to an aid station. You're like, yes. And the first 30 miles, you're kind of pumped up. You know, like I'm, I'm out here. I'm actually doing it. Cool. And then you get to 50, and you're like, okay, now I'm starting to feel it. But that's just the warm up. You still have the other half now. And that's when those it drops. It's dark, and you have your light on, and you just talk. You know, and if you're lucky, you have a, a somebody to keep you company, a pacer, just to keep you company, talking to you. Cause those voices start popping up like, you know, I'm tired. A little thing becomes a big thing. And it's just, you just trying to, that voice is telling you, just sit down man. quit. You know, what are you, what are you out for? You don't have to prove anything anybody sit down. You start seeing, you know, on the longer events, hallucinations happen. And, and it is the voice. It's that voice telling you quit. Don't quit. Quit. Don't quit. You can do this, you know, and you do one step at a time, one mile at a time, one, one aid station to a time. Do you find that it's, is is it helpful to kind of set little micro goals for yourself along the way? For sure. Especially after 50, like my goal right now, like let's get to 50 at a certain time because I have to get there because there is a cutoff. And from there, just like, you know what, let's just stay steady, stay steady. Don't get, don't, 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 don't push it too hard because Mm -hmm. it's going to, it comes back to bite you if you do, especially the quads and your hamstrings are just, the downhill running kills your quads. And like I said, it's hard to train for that because, I mean, you're just a turnover. So it's so fast you're going downhill. And you don't want to go slow because that's the time you can make up right there. So it yeah. just it beats you up pretty bad. So you, you mentioned like, – I, I was going to say the uh, – you know, I mean, I've never done anything nearly as hard as that. But I've been – I've done hard workouts before. Yeah. And I've had a little bit of that mental talk going on like, you know, this, this hurts. What am I doing this for? Yes. Why am I putting myself through this? So – how do you get through that when you're in mile 75 and like everything is telling you like, I have nothing left to prove. 
to anybody, let me just quit and get this over with. How do you not quit? I shut it down. Honestly, I think about a lot of things. I think about me coming back home and you calling me saying, how'd it go? And I can't look him down and be like, I didn't finish. Honestly, I, I'm, it's not an ego. It's like, I didn't finish. I, what happened? Did you get hurt? You're good? No, I just, I didn't finish. You know, I, that's always in my, always. I can't go home and see people that I know they're about here. They just supported me from a distance. Go home and look them in the eye and be like, why'd you quit? Or what happened? Did you get hurt? No, I just, I quit. Oh, I just quit. I was just tired and I sat it down. I laid it down. I'm done. I, I just don't, I don't like that excuse. I don't, you know, unless I'm physically really hurt, I, I have to think about quitting, but I'm not just, I'm tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like people are looking up to you because of who you are and they would be impacted by you quitting? I, I just feel like I disappoint them if I'd quit, you know, like, I don't think they look up to me that way. Cause again, I'm just, just out here doing, you know, this thing here, but I just think they know how I, I preach to them. I preach, but I'm a big believer. Like when they're working out or they're doing whatever they're doing, Hey, don't, no, don't you're injured. Don't give up. Come in here. We'll, we'll scale you. We'll modify you. Just come, keep coming to the gym. There's not a reason for you, unless you're, you really can't stand up. But if you're, if you have an injury, we'll work with you. Come on in and, and, and don't stop, you know, don't stop. And I'm, I've always preached to everybody. Like there's no reason for you unless you are really, really ill. And it hurts. I mean, like I said, I only had one official DNF, you know, and that was because I was just slow. I was just slow. And, and, this, and the canoe race, you know, it's a team event. One goes down, you're down. So that was, that's what happened there. I was fine. I was really good. I was happy. I was pumped because we were doing a good time. And then that happened. You can't, you can't beat when your body shuts down, it shuts down, you know? So yeah, that's what happened I was, I was following along with you guys online on that rate, that canoe race, how long ago was that? A month, yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, I uh, knew something, was June, I knew something June, was wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I knew something was wrong when I saw that you guys yeah. were, and we were doing, we, yeah, we were doing, we were ahead of our schedule. I mean, our, our crew that was meeting us, they were like, guys, you, you, you're going ahead of your schedule. We're like, that's good. It was good. It was a good year, but you know, at the end of the day, we didn't finish. So we have to go back. It's already in the plan. We're going, you know, next year we're going back. Are you really? I do it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. He, he told me, he's like, uh, you're going to do it again? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm coming back to do it. Like, okay, well, we're going to do it again. So we're going to do it again next year. This year, I wanted to go big. I wanted to, I turned 15 January. So I wanted to do two big, big events, the canoe race, the 260 miles, and then this hard run here that should have been done last year, but COVID got in the way, so they canceled it. So now I'm back. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yep. So... Let's get back to, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, like, what is it physically like to run, jog, walk, whatever, a hundred miles in a row? You, you mentioned like the quads, the, the hamstrings, Hammies. that kind of stuff. What injuries have you had along the way that you've had to talk yourself out of quitting from? Uh, honestly, just, just tired. You're, you're beat. You're tired. You feel like you can't walk anymore. Like every step hurts. Your feet hurt. The bottom of your feet hurt. Not blisters got to take care of my feet, but just your, your, your muscles that just beat up. You just feel like yeah. I can't go on anymore. And you're just like, and you, at the end when you finish, you're like, how did I just do that? I was going through this five hours ago. I was going like, I'm done. And I finished. But you see, it's a mind game. You keep playing the mind game with you. And you're, the next thing you know, you're done. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were wondering, what do you eat during that 100 miles? That's the good part. That's, that is the really good part. I can eat whatever I want. They provide really good aid stations. <laughs> they have really good aid stations with good, good, food i mean good like the stuff that's not too clean but it's good for you and i carry a, a gels and bars and 
epic bars, you know, jerky, stuff like that, anything I want. And especially the day after you finish, your system is just so, you want, oh, pizza, let me eat that. You want, oh, burger, let me eat that. You, you can't stop yourself. The next, for me, the next time, and it's not that I, it's like, I'm hungry. I am really hungry. And I take a lot of calories in, a lot. That's what, you know, that's, that's kind of the cool thing about this event. I get to an aid station, I pop up my Ziploc bag, I stuff it with stuff in there, and I just keep walking. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to sit down because once you sit down, it's bad. So I just throw everything in there, and whatever it is, I'm going to eat it. And that's it. So, <laughs> what do you do for water? Water, they have, they have aid stations with the water. So I'll carry 100 ounces of water in my pack in a water bottle. And the aid stations are like between five to nine miles, mountain miles. They're kind of mm-hmm. long. But you, you have enough water. You're okay with that. And then when I get there, I hydrate more and more and more. And I take a lot of water in before I even leave. And I'll have that full bladder again and my bottle again. So I'm good to go with that and, you, and plenty of food. Are you pretty much out of water between when you get to the next aid station? You, you should. If you're not, that's a problem. If, if you know what I mean. That's my, my biggest thing. And I tell everybody who does these things with me or talk, I go, look, you should get to an aid station with empty water bottles. If not, that means you're not drinking. Yeah. Just, you're not drinking. You should be drinking. Well, I feel fine. Yeah. Cause it's nice, but you need to be drinking at altitude. You should be drinking. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure people drop out for de- dehydration. And that's number honestly, it happens a lot. They'll tell you, do not dehydrate. You're going to drop out because that's what happens. But Hey, I've been there where I had before. And I'm telling you that boy, I dehydrated. And I was like one bottle for 10 miles. And I was like, I got there. I was, I thought I was done, but you know yeah. what? You, you just relax, take some calories in. I love taking insure plus. Cause it's a liquid calorie and it's chocolate, cold chocolate. My, the crew has it for me. I pop that in. I was like, Oh, I'm good, man. That's some good calories right there. It's good. It's chocolate milk. And, and that's, I know you, I know you love your chocolate milk. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. That's good. So anyway, but that happens. Dehydration happens to a lot of people out here. Yeah. So I think we have a lot of people listening to this that are probably like, all right, he's special. He's 50 and he can do all this stuff. I'm, I'm 25, I'm 30, he's just special that he can do this. What do you say to that person who is half your age and thinks that they can't do the things that you're doing? No, I think it's having to do with special. I mean, I, I don't think I'm special at all. I just, I put myself out there and I try it, you know, and I prepare myself for it. And that's the part, I, nobody wants to do the homework. They kind of want to just do it and show up or like, I'm going to try it. I did that once, it didn't work a long time ago. So now I put in the work to get ready for it. And some people don't want to do it, but I just say, start small. I mean, if you don't have to do what I'm doing, go do, you know, start with the two, you know, 5k if you want, you know, but just try it. Don't just, ah, he's special. You know, I can't do that. You can do it. You're already, when you say you can't, you're, you just didn't even, you haven't even tried. And that's yeah. why I tell everybody's like at the gym. I hear it from the members cars. I could never do that. Yes, you could. But with that, you know, you have to have the right attitude and mindset. You know, you just can't, I can't do that. You might not want to do it. It's different, you know, but say you can't. No, you can. You can. You said yeah, that you, would, you said when you came into the gym, you couldn't do this. And I don't know if I can do it. And you do how long you've been here already. You're doing it. So it can happen. Yeah. They're so. kind of setting themselves up for not being able to do it just by saying that limiting themselves in what they believe they can do. Yeah, exactly. Can you tell when somebody walks into the gym as a new member and finishes the first class, if they're going to be, successful in reaching their fitness goals or not well this is how how we do it at our, at our gym you come in and you say i want to try this out and we ask have, have you been working out we don't say what kind of workout you've been working out you've been, well i used to and depending on their and i could tell you know they're just trying to say something 
or I joined CrossFit somewhere else or whatnot. I go, look, we're going we're gonna to give you this today. You're not going to do the, the class workout. We're, you're going to be with the class, but you're going to do this. That's for us to see how you move because I don't know you from Adam. I don't know you, and we don't want you to get hurt. You know, we want to see this. And then we do that, and they'll finish the workout, and we're like, how, you know, how was it? Like, it's good, you know. We don't try to pressure them right there and then. In other words, it's like, John, how was it? Like, that was tough. That was really rough. You know, I'm, I'm glad I came in. Okay, well, look, you know, go home. If you want to think about it, you know where to reach us and contact us. Well, a lot of, you could tell who's fired up. They're like, no, I'm, I, I'm here for a reason. <clears throat> That's what I want to hear. Because a lot of people are just, you know, you know you've been in, the business, in this business for a while. They're just kind of just trying it out, see what the vibe is, the, cult, the culture of the gym is and stuff like that. But that's how we, that's our first approach. And then yeah. we we'll go from there. So then if they come back and we're like, oh yeah, this person's going to, they, they, they listen. Number one thing, they listen. You know what I mean? They're not worried about what the guy over here, and I, we tell them, don't worry about what he or she's doing. They've been here for a little longer. Just work, stay in your lane and do your thing. And that's, when they're like that, it's awesome. They're going to work. They're what you're work. talking about is number one, what is their mindset? Yes. Number two, are they just comparing themselves <laughs> to other yeah. people? Yes. Uh, yes. So that, that leads me to my next question. Let's say somebody graduates past the, the first mm -hmm. class. Um, they see, they seem to be showing like the mindset needed to mm -hmm. get into it. <clears throat> they stick with it. You end up with a group of people who you would consider like your quote, most successful clients. What, what are some mm -hmm. of the common traits of the people you see in life in general and the people in the gym who you consider like the most successful? The ones that are consistent and actually eager to like try to do whatever, however you scale them, however, you, whatever you assign, they do it. They don't like, I don't want, I know I don't want to do. Okay. And they do it. That's the, honestly, they get further. They get further. They don't get so wrapped up in like, Hey, again, on this and that's whoever, whatever else is doing, what they're doing and their goals. And I was reminded, remember, you, you have goals, remember. And it's, you have to, in order, like, I, I, I got it, Carlos. You know, I'm good. That's, that's a difference. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Humility. Yes, exactly. Honest, I just wish everybody was that way. That works. I think, that's not about me, but I think I'm that way. If I go to you and you tell me something, I'm like, okay, that's, that's what it is. You know, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Some people, you know, it's, it's hard for some people to do that. They just, they yeah, I mean, we're, like, we're all kind of born with this like <clears throat> certain amount of pride and we're always trying yeah. to overcome that pride with being coachable and teachable and, yes. and being humble. And those are yeah. kind of the characteristics we're talking about of these successful yeah. people. A lot of it comes down to work ethic too, which yeah. is just another way of saying consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> I think we're, we share the same philosophy on what makes people ultimately successful in, in fitness is not like that you were uh, this like amazingly, you, you performed amazingly at this one class or you, yeah. were, you never missed a class for a month. Yeah. But did you continue to make the deposits over the yes. long term? Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's why you're 50 and you're going to go run this hundred mile race in two days is because for the last 20 something years, you've been making these, Small deposits Small. in the bank. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, that's where I go to. That's my go-to. When I'm out there and that voice kicks in, I go to that. Like, I got this. I, you know, you've been here. You know what to do. You got it. I, I experience. I go to experience. I, yeah. I dig deep for that. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of people get stuck because they – we have talked about this in an email or a, a post recently. But, like, we set, we set goals. Like, you have the goal to run this race. And that's good because it motivates you to go do it. 
but you wouldn't have been able to stay consistent with this for as long as you have if you didn't love the process also yes. like you didn't get some joy out of knowing that you added five pounds to the bar you got an yes. extra rep this yes. day or you yep. fed yourself well and you feel yep. better for it yep totally 100 percent. that's true that's hard to teach in a class setting though it's hard to teach in a class setting but that's why you know again i'll speak for how the gym how it works it's only two of us and we, we you try to talk to your members you go around you don't try i mean you should go hey how's your day going what's going on what's, what's up what's up going on in life Besides just coming in here, good morning, good afternoon, here's your workout, do this, go home. Like interact with them and find out what's going on with them. You know, via text if you have to, because everybody's busy. They just call and see how it's going. You're happy, what's going on? Connection and accountability. Yep, yep. And it's, it, like I said, it's hard to do when you have another coach in your class that doesn't, and you don't see them like, why are you, how are you reaching out to me? You know, I don't see you. Yeah. You know, kind of like you guys, you reach out to your members. You know, I know you do. And, and that's important. That's important. Yeah. The connection. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You gotta, it's, it's uh, you have a physical community and we've tried to build a virtual <laughs> community. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, two days from now, right? Two days from now, Friday gonna, at 6am, you're going to be doing the high lonesome 100 through the Rocky mountains. You're going to go a hundred <laughs> miles. You're going to, you're going to go through 22,000 feet of elevation change. Yes. What expectation do you have for yourself here two number, days before? Number one, finish. <laughs> time, time, time. The course is open for 36 hours. I'm happy with 35.59. You know what I mean? I am happy with that. And you, and you know, I am because like I said, you know the backstory to this. I had the, the canoe race took a lot of time. I put a lot of work into that as opposed to like, and you see me train for just an ultra. You know, and I know what I, you know, I could easily pull that a long time ago before I'm showing up. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little time I have to train for it and I'm going to go for it and we'll see what happens. But that's what I'm saying. I'm happy with, I'm happy with that time. If I get that time, that's like so good for me. I'll be happy. I'm just chasing that buckle. I want to get that buckle. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. You just want the buckle. <laughs> I want and, the buckle. Uh, I saw on the website for the race that um, there's a bourbon company that's sponsoring the race. And you said that you get a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I know you don't drink, so. That's for you. So I told you, it's for you. <laughs> that's for you. I, I know you. I know you do. I see it. So I know you do. Like, yeah, they're good. I don't know if I've ever had that one that sponsored it. So, I mean, it's, I feel like I'm only doing my part if I, you know, celebrate <laughs> on your behalf and see yeah. if it's any good. So. Yeah, cool. Right, right on, right on. So, yeah, exactly. uh, all right. Anybody who's, who's in Houston looking for a CrossFit gym, obviously Blakely and I stand behind Carlos and Lisa or we wouldn't have had him on the podcast. So mm -hmm. what's the website for the gym? www.crossfithouston.com uh, or on IG is CrossFit Houston. And your personal Instagram where you document all your workouts and food? You know what? That's funny you asked that question because I don't even know. I don't, you don't, I don't know, know your Instagram username. Let me look. No, I don't. <laughs> please look, please look it up because I th I've had so many people because uh, I've shared things that you posted before and I can't count how many people have uh -huh. followed you and then reached out and said things like, dude, how much does this guy exercise? He is always doing something. And your Instagram account really has just become like your a journal it's repository a journal. of exercise, right? It honestly, it's just my journal. I, it, that's just my journal. I keep, it keep, Keeps, I put all everything I do in there. It's my accountability to my, honestly, I like to remember to see, Hey, he's doing something. He's not just talking to us about doing, it. he's doing something. And that's, I and think that's, that's important. I, I don't do it. 
Yeah, they can see it. And I'm not lying about it. You know, they, I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. It's uh, Carlos underscore uh, C-A-F-H, CrossFit Houston. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Good yeah, deal, I man. Even, I didn't even know it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare. My first podcast. Thanks to you. Dude, well, we are 100% pulling for you. I think if we go Thank on you. the website, there's a way that we can we can track you, I noticed. They just they just updated that today, just to let you know. They just sent us an email saying it's and as a way to track you, go to the website, I think, and that's where it's at now. They just updated that. Awesome. So, well, in case yeah. in case anybody missed it, Carlos's last name is Ibarra, I-B-A-R-R-A. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the website and track him along, send him some good vibes, send him a message yes. on Instagram that he can get when he gets back home to Houston. Awesome. So awesome. dude, thanks so awesome. much for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys both. I mean, honestly, that I was nervous and it's so smooth. It's really smooth. <laughs> well, smooth we're, we're looking forward to you coming home, finishing this race, you guys coming up to Wimberley and visiting us, bringing me uh, the, the bottle. And, and more importantly, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what you have on the horizon as your surprise goal after this. So we'll talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah, hey, that's a, yeah, I'll be talking. I'll be reaching out to you. Sounds real. good, man. Enjoy. All right, your brother. Thank you, man. Bye. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a personal favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review and be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for the latest and greatest content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we have a few different ways we can help. We offer one-on-one nutrition coaching, 100% custom workout programs based on your goals, And we offer both a 12-week barbell strength building program called Built, as well as a 12-week full-body fitness program that can be done at home. We call it Body. Get all the details and reach out to us through the website at digitalbarbell.com. Have a great day.